Blog Talk Radio. Let's 
so far. Uh, so let me unmute these guys and bring them in. That's if uh, that's if the switchboard. Okay, the switchboard wants is definitely working. We've got JB and K Star. Welcome to the Madden Voice. Yes, sir. We are back live. Live. We are live. Live. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, live. K Star. One word. Describe the Super Bowl. One word. Ah, does that count? Um, <laughs> yeah, no. Rough, just rough. Rough, okay. Right. JB, one word, describe the Super Bowl. Interesting. Interesting, okay. Okay. Um, okay. All right. Um, my one word would be controversial. And uh, we're going to talk about uh, uh, some of the controversy uh, emitting from this game, um, you know, as you sit here and you, and you say, "Did I really see that? Did that really happen?" It's been talked about. It's been discussed. It's all over Facebook, all over Twitter. It's all over the news. It's just amazing. And we're gonna dive into it right now here on the Madden. I don't know where Doctor Train is, but he'll catch up. But we're gonna dive into it right here on the Madden Voice. Uh, how could the Knicks fire Derek Fisher? I'm, I'm just, okay, okay. That's really not what it was. That's really not what it was. Uh, come on, <laughs> come on! That was pretty good, though. Come on, that was pretty good. I got you. I got you off for a second there, didn't I? Um, that was good. I was ready to. Dis- I was ready to discuss. So yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. More so yeah. than this. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I know. You don't want to discuss this, but in all fairness, I think everyone has heard. You know, before we get to the game, we got, of course, we got to touch on the, probably the, the most discussed event uh, of the. Super Bowl, which unfortunately is not the game. Um, it's it's not, uh, you know, well, there is something out of the game we will get into that's pretty hotly discussed, but it's not the final score. It's not the outcome. It, it, it's Cam Newton's post-game press conference. That's what everyone's discussed. Um, if you, you know, so one guy I saw on Facebook was like, oh, I didn't even know this was an issue. Where have you been? If you're a sports fan of any level, you had to hear this because it was talked about for the last two days. So I'm not going to replay that uh, we saw it, we heard it, and we'll get you know JB's and 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 let me say this: even though JB was here with me watching the Super Bowl, um, we did not discuss this at all. So I have no idea where JB sits on this. Um, frankly, I don't have any idea where K Star or Doctor Train uh, sit on this, but um, we'll find out momentarily. But Cam Newton did come out and respond finally today to all the. Um, pundits and all the people that uh, had comments about his post-game news conference. And and it, just in case there are a couple of you out there that don't know what we're talking about, uh, briefly, Cam Newton went on stage, had his Panthers sweatshirt on, hood up, um, spoke for about three minutes, was very lethargic, very, um, you know, mostly one-word answers, and, um, you know, just pretty much despondent-looking and um, and and then he just said, I'm done, and he got up and left. There were a lot of theories that one of the reasons he left is you could hear Chris Harris quite clearly, like, must have been, you know, not that far away, pretty much telling them how they shut down um, Carolina and Cam Newton. And Now, in Cam's defense, he did not comment on that in the postgame, in, in what he said today. 
but a lot of people that theorize that he that he just didn't want to sit there and, and hear that and he got up and left. Don't know if that's true or not. Um we see Dr. Train that just joined us. Dr. Train, welcome to the Madden Voice. Yeah, what's um, up, fellas? Long day. What's up? Yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about this Cam Newton press conference, but before we do that, I want to play his response today. Some people, if you worked or whatever, you may not have heard what he said today about his showing, um, you know, about how he handled uh, the post-game press conference. Everybody knows what happened at the post-game press conference. We've heard it everywhere for two days, but this is fresh. This is just today. Cam Newton responding to what happened after the Super Bowl. Obviously, I had a lot of time to think about it, and I've, I've 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 seen so much, you know, blown out of proportion. But you know, at the end of the day, um, when you invest so much time, when you sacrifice so much, and things don't go as planned, um, I think I think emotions take over. I think that's what happens. Um, and as far as trying to be like this person, trying to be like that person, I heard numerous you know, quotes about, you know, what if this person was in that situation? How would he have handled it? Well, we've seen this person do that. How he would have handled it? Well, the truth of the matter is I'm not trying to be this person, nor am I trying to be that person. Um, you know, I've said it since day one. I am who I am. I know where I'm capable of. I know what I'm capable of, and I know where I'm going. And I don't have to uh, conform to anybody else's um you know, wants for me to do, you know, I'm not that guy. You know, if you want me to be this type of person, I'm not that. And I'm happy to say that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, this league is, is a great league with or without me. I understand that. And uh, I am my own person. Uh, I take pride in that. And it's um, pretty much how I feel. You don't have any regrets at all from how you handled it? Not to say that you should. I'm just asking. Uh, I, I, I really don't. I mean, it, it happened. It happened. Uh, I didn't want to talk to the media at the time. Um and truth of the matter is, I really still don't want to talk to the media. But at the end of the day, you know, things have to happen. I had a lot of time to, to, to go back and, and um, you know, play everything back. And like I say, I'm human. I never once said that I was perfect. I never proclaimed that I was perfect. Uh, but at the end of the day, um, you know, people pick and, 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 they, and, they, and, they, and they do things of that sort. And at the truth of the matter is, you know, who are you to say that your way is right? Like that's what I don't understand. Like we got all these people that's 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 condemning and saying, "Oh man, he should have did this, that, and the third. But what makes your way right? Um, I mean, I've I've been on record to say I'm a sore loser. Who likes to lose? You show me a good loser, and I'm gonna show you a loser. You know what I'm saying? I'm not here to 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 to. It's not a popularity contest. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm here to win football games. And for this organization, for Mr. Richardson, for my teammates, um, you know, and for what it's worth, my fans, you know, they know they know what's real. And I leave everything else out on the field. I, I prepare the right way. Uh, I, I have a mentality. I have a standard that I set for myself. And I'm not going to bend nor break. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I never once offended anybody uh, along that. But at the end of the day, we had an unbelievable season. A great season at that, and uh, we did what a lot of people didn't expect us to do. Hell, we we did a lot of things that we 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 were fast in, into doing. You know, people knew we were going to win, but they didn't know how fast we would win. And at one point, we were undefeated. Um, and the truth of the matter is, we got two losses. Uh, you know, some people, some teams had two losses the first two weeks. 
So that's the truth of the matter. And for me, um, <laughs> I mean, for me, it's just not, not nothing's pretty much gonna change. I mean, you 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 get what you get. You know what I'm saying? And all right, Cam Newton's three minute twenty six second response is actually longer than his news conference uh, post game. I, I I have been very intrigued by this. I've watched everything I can watch on this, listened to everything I can listen, gotten into numerous Facebook discussions about this, um, all in preparation for one man. I want to first go to the Cam Newton apologist, the Cam Newton defender, the self-proclaimed he's going to the Hall of Fame, um, K-Star, and I have been just dying to know your thoughts on Cam Newton and the post-game press conference and, and his response. Yeah, um, I believe I said this a few weeks ago. I never thought, and I always, I was always very much on the other side of this, where I completely disagreed with the narrative that Cam Newton's ever changed. And I'm okay with that because I like who Cam is, and he doesn't need to try to be someone who he's not because he's not afraid to be who he is, and that's why I love the guy. And as a football player, he's tremendous. Now, is he perfect? No, <laughs> he's not. Uh, he could have handled things better, that's for sure. Um, you know, I'm sure that the, hearing Chris Chris Harris make those comments at the podium wasn't so fun if you're one Cam Newton after that loss. Uh, I don't even know how that happened. That's kind of weird. But um, basically, Cam was just begging to be trolled well, given that circumstance, although he still should have finished it out. But I understand why he didn't given that weird scenario. Um, honestly, the the one thing I was most disappointed about, um, if I want to say uh, if I was disappointed about anything re- regarding Cam, um, was honestly one play on the field in particular. No, let's not um, go there just yet. Let, uh, okay, no. I, won't, I won't go stick, there, but back to just Cam. Just to the but, press yeah, conference. Yeah, right, right. Stick it, all right, right. With Cam, the thing is, again, that, that's part of the reason that that press conference he gave today, I didn't hear it until now, that's, it's kind of the reason why I'm a huge fan of his, just because, I mean, I understand where he's coming from, and, you know, he's a millennial, right? He's he's a guy who's going to make mistakes, and I, I like the fact that he's not afraid to put himself out there, because a lot of people like to put on a show and in front. But let me everyone. let me ask you a question, though. He's you not afraid he's to a do guy, that. He's a guy that's going to make mistakes, what you just said. Did he yeah. own up to making a mistake? Uh, kind of, unequivocally. I mean... It, it was what can be perceived to some as a, you know, I don't know if he really needs to apologize. Again, I, I do agree with him there. Um, now, did he apologize to anyone? No, not really. But, I mean, I know some people are looking for it. I don't really know uh, why, given what was going on. But, you know, he's not someone that's going to give you something just because you necessarily want it. He's going to be honest. and Okay, um, so, but we all, okay, but what I'm asking you, is you as a football fan, you as a member of the media, you as someone who watches football and has one of the greatest quarterbacks, you know, in the league today and could go down, you know, as one of the greatest of all time before he's done playing, have have certainly seen great quarterback play. Do you approve of, do you, based on your standards, approve of how Cam handled the postgame press conference? Uh, yeah. I mean, that's a tough question because everyone's different. Yeah. I mean, 
Yes and no. <laughs> I know it's a wishy-washy answer, but I mean, I'll, I'll put it like this: if it were if it were out of character, I would have more of an issue with it. But I'm not. I wasn't really surprised by it. This is something where again, I kind of expected it to happen if he were to lose in a big uh, situation and scenario because he's not. He's a, he's a sore loser. I think we all know that. And you're all, um, and so ben, you're okay with ben, it. Ben, I wouldn't be cool with Ben doing that because that's not really in Ben's character. I want Ben to own up to it. I want him to talk about how they're going to come back better than ever and win and, and that he made mistakes and that's the kind of uh, leader he is. But, you know. So you're saying because Cam has been known to have this type of reaction in the past, it's okay because this is who Cam is. So it's okay, right? But Ben, who doesn't have this kind of reaction, who owns up, who stands up there like a man and takes it on the chin, if Ben did it, you'd say, what the hell's wrong with Ben? Because Ben doesn't normally act this way. But Cam, because this is what Cam does, well, it's okay. I'm also clarifying, is that what you're saying? Yeah, because it's 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 being who you are. It, it's one of those things again where yeah, I'm not as upset because this is who I know Cam to be, and this is who he is. And I, it's one of those things where you know you accept it. If he were your quarterback, you know, I'm sure you have things with Romo which you would accept. But Cam, I mean, he, at the end of the day, he didn't need to come out today and explain himself necessarily. He didn't have to do that. Okay. I mean, right. he chose to, and he gave his perspective. I think I feel like he did he did a good job in explaining how he operates and how he thinks and how he functions. As a man, as a human being, there's a, there's a lot I want to say, but I'm gonna give. I'm gonna go last. I'm gonna give. I always go, and then I don't leave nothing for you guys. So I'm gonna leave. Go last because there's a lot here. Uh, I'm gonna go to Doctor Train. I heard him mumbling back there. Um, Train. I don't know. Are you on K Star's page? Are you on a different page? You know. And, and I'll let the audience know. We don't generally talk about these topics before we come on the air. So generally speaking, I'm finding out people's I, – I may have an idea because I've been doing a show with these guys for a while, so I kind of know how they think. But we don't we, – we, the four of us have, have not talked about this at all. So I, I really don't know where Train or Jay – now we know where K-Star is. I don't know where Train and JB is going to be. Train, um, your thoughts. Yeah, I'm going to try to keep my, my typical post. I did the same thing you did, T. I kind of uh, listened to as much as I could from different people, whether it be analysts or former players, uh, to try to get. And it's, and it's cool listening from former players, their take, um, because they've been in the situation and they know what it's like. But um, in short, it's not a good look. Uh, second, if you want to say you want to be an icon or a role model of such, that's not the look that you need to have. I don't care how bad it hurts to sit up there and and, and take a, and, and do an interview after taking such a big loss. You, you just have to do it. Shoot, if we mess up, if I mess up at work, I got to sit here and take the chewing from my, from my boss. It's just, just how it is. You can't just up and leave and and say it's, it's not so much as... Uh, People are complaining about him being someone different. You and Stephen A. and and a few other people said this one thing. If you can sit in front of the cameras and smile and laugh and stay up there forever when you win, then damn it, just give three minutes when you lost. This is this that's it. And give the just due to the team that played you for beating you 
you know what I'm saying, the way they did. That's all. It's just a, it's, it's just a respect. So I guess on what you were saying last week, Pete, yeah, my brother does lack humility. But he damn sure had a big taste of it this past weekend. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, JB, you're up. Your thoughts? Yeah, there, there's a lot here to to talk about. I'll, I'll try and be as succinct as possible. You know, uh, see, Dad and I will always tell us something that I'm sure you'll remember. He always would say to us, "There's there's things in life you don't want to do, but you have to do it anyway." And he would need to be up on that podium. I know he he lost and it's frustrating and it hurts, but you have to be up there anyway. It was a lightning rod the first of the few days when it was immediate day. That's going to continue from that point moving forward no matter what. So he talks about being great. He talks about being a leader. These are the things that define a leader. Nobody's saying that he has to apologize. Nobody's saying he has to be like a certain person. But you have to you have to admit where you've made a mistake and say, you know what, I didn't handle that as best as I should have. I was upset. The emotions got a hold of me. Um, it, it is what it is. I'm, I'm better than that and move forward. You have to do something like that uh, to, to save your face and, and have people understand exactly where you're coming from because, like he said before, nobody's seen anybody like him. So, and obviously, nobody's really heard anybody like him. So, you, you have to take the good with the bad and move forward. You can't, you can't prolong the good parts and then try to abbreviate the bad parts. It, it just doesn't work that way. Now, when you're the face of a franchise and potentially the face of, of an organization like the NFL, you, you have to take it on the chin, win, lose, or draw, no matter what. And I don't have a problem with him being who he is, but it's that maturity that he needs to put on display a little bit better than what he did. And, and he's, I think, 25, 26, 27 years old. It, it shows. It, it, it really did show. So he, he's got to work on that, and hopefully it will move forward. Okay. Um, I told you, I told you, I told you. When he faces adversity, let's see how he handles it. Cam is back. Cam is this. Cam is that. I said it last week on the show. When he faces adversity, and he will, let's see how he handles it. Well, he failed miserably. Complete failure. I am, let me tell you guys something. I've been doing this show, Madden Voice, for nine years. I don't know that I've ever been more disgusted at, a, at, a, at an athlete in that time than right now because I expect more from him. So I'm let down, not because he did it, because I had actually thought that maybe what I was hearing was correct and maybe I was wrong. And maybe K-Star knew what he was talking about. And Train, you know, kind of, you know, what do you mean? Yeah, I think he's humble and all that. I'm listening to my my brothers over here in the Madden Voice. And I'm listening to people on TV. And I'm saying, okay, I've watched this guy from his time at Auburn. You know, I see him doing his endorsements, his smiling, his this and that. Maybe I've been hard on the brother. And no, 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 I was right. And let me make it, let me, let me try to get to my point. Um, no, he should come out and apologize. Not to me. I could give a crap. To to his teammates, first and foremost. 
Josh Norman is crying on the sidelines at the end of the game and stood up there in his suit and answered every goddamn question after him and said, I don't want to be here. But he was there, and he did it. Does he, is he a sore loser? Luke Cookley sat up there. Keekley, Cookley, whatever the hell his name is. Probably the best linebacker in the game right now. Stood up there and answered every question after him in his suit. Now, I don't care that Kim wore a hoodie. I really don't. But it's interesting that he chose to wear a hoodie, though. I ain't seen him in a hoodie in a long time in a post-game interview. I've seen him in sweatshirts, but not with a hoodie with the hood up. So that's um, – that, I don't care. Let me be clear. But it's, it's the image that he is sending the world. You're on the stage for the world, and you chose to wear a hoodie with the hood up. Like, I'm going to be defiant and be a rebel. Yeah, you just got your ass kicked. Stand up there like the man you want everyone to say that you are and, and take it on the chin for 15 minutes. Then after that, I don't care. Go cry. I, you know, but for anyone out there, anyone out there that excuses this, and says it's okay on any level, you got no idea what leadership is all about. You have no clue what being a leader is all about if you can turn your cheek and say there was nothing wrong with that. He is the leader of that team. Period. It is him. And they look for him in their time of need. When they were hurting, they looked for their leader to bring them up and say what he said today. I ain't a true fan of what he said today because I wanted him to own it. But some of what he said will be back, blah, blah, blah. I'm okay with that. That's what he should have said on Sunday. Hey, we lost to a better team, and it hurts right now. But you know what? I'm going to tell every one of these guys we did the best we could this year, and we're going to come back, and you, you, you work with that pain. Hold on to that pain, and we'll be back here next year, and we're going to win this damn thing next year. I would have been okay with that. I would have been okay with him being braggadocious about it. Anything. Reach out to your team in front of the world, your fan base. But no, he did exactly what I, what I predicted he would do when he faced with adversity. He went right back to the old Cam Newton when they were losing before, and he looked disinterested, and he looked like he didn't want to be there. Don't give me this crap about being a sore loser. Clearly, you're young with no children, because that's what you're going to teach your kids when you lose. You can act like an idiot. You can act like an asshole because you lost. Really? How many superstar athletes? Charles Barkley never won a championship. I never heard him do an interview like that. And we know Charles Barkley don't bite his tongue. Really? What is wrong with this guy? He has the world right there. He's got... A $100 million contract, endorsements, he's tall, he's muscular, he's good-looking, he's the MVP, he's got everything. And you can't find it, the character, the integrity, and the leadership to stand up there. And no, I don't need you to sound like Peyton Manning or Drew Brees or Tom Brady. I, okay, I don't need you to do all that. But I need you to stand there and own it. I need you to stand there for 15 minutes like your teammates did and, and say, hey, we lost, you know, and, and it hurts. And I'm, I'm pissed off about it. And here are my thoughts on the game. You know, whatever, whatever he wants to say. But we'll be back here next year. You can book it. You know, I'm take a little time off, and I'm going right back working out, and we're going to be back here next year. You can count on it. Whatever he wants to say. 
But all it, uh, what he did is unacceptable, inexcusable. And 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 at this point, until I see him owning it, I'm done with Cam Newton. I I got nothing good to say about. Him. Done with him. You will not hear me say anything positive about until he shows leadership under all conditions, not just when you're 15 and one, not just when it's Super Bowl week. No, I want to see leadership when the team is down and out and you pull them up by their bootstraps. You show leadership them. Then I got you back, Cam. Then I'll be the first one to come on the mad voice and say, I think he's finally matured. I think he's finally grown up. I think Cam Newton has finally seen the light. But right now, he's delusional. He's completely deluded. I don't have to I don't have to do it your way. I'm sorry. You don't work for yourself. I, 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 I'm sorry. You actually do work for the Carolina Panthers. You actually are employed by the NFL. And if the fans don't pay and buy the tickets and buy your your yogurt and your headphones, guess what? Unless you're going to go play backyard football, you ain't going to last, bro. So I'm sorry. Everybody is accountable to somebody. Everybody. Everybody. How dare he get up there and say, I don't have to do, I don't have to do what? What makes your way the right way? What? So football, this is the 50th anniversary of the NFL, and, and we don't know how to conduct ourselves at post-game press conferences, so we're going to let you determine it, Cam, in your fourth year in the NFL. Okay, teach us, because nobody else knows. No, no, Peyton Manning don't know, and it's 20 years. Brett Favre don't know, going to the Hall of Fame. Tom Brady don't know with his four rings. No, 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 you know, no, nobody knows. Joe Montana with his four rings. Terry Bradshaw, you know, none, none of these guys know. They don't know how to act. No, but you do at 26. You know how. So we're going to listen to you dictate how it's okay to be anywhere you want to be as long as you be yourself. And anywhere else in the world, you go to your employer and dictate terms, you risk losing your job. You risk getting thrown out on your butt. Now, he ain't going to get thrown out on his butt because he ain't. But at the same time, he needs to wake up. He needs to wake up. I am completely and utterly disgusted. And I gave it to today. I said, let me wait till he responds. Let me wait. Maybe he'll come out and say. He didn't have to. Frankly, frankly, no, he did have to. You know why? Why? Because because you want to sit up there and dab and dance and sing when you're winning, and then you're going to act like a fool when you're losing and then don't comment on it? No, he knew he needed to come out and say something. That's why he did it. Uh, he stood there and said, I didn't want to do this, but, oh, 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 you knew you did You didn't have to come out today, but you did it. But on Sunday during the Super Bowl when it was over, you couldn't have found it in your, in your character to do the right thing then. But two days later, you did what you didn't want to do, but you couldn't do it two days ago? Make up your mind, bro. Sunday, it wasn't, you, you know, I'm going to be me. I'm going to do what I want. But today, okay, I'm going to address the media. Do you want to? No. But I'm going to. Hello? That's what you should have did on Sunday. You should have got up there on Sunday and spoke eloquently about how you feel. 
I ain't asking you to smile. I ain't asking you to sit up there and I ain't asking for any of that. I would have preferred you take that damn hood off your head. Because you don't do it any other time. I don't see the hoodie up when you're winning. So don't put it up when you're lost. Throw a hat up there like you normally do. Fine. But no, Kate Star, I disagree. He needed to come out and address this. He, listen, he, he ain't, I, I don't think the boy's stupid. This thing could easily spiral out of control if you don't say something. Easily. He got to I'm glad he's I mean, I'm so glad I'm glad he's I'm glad he said something. Don't get me wrong. Um I, I know it's not what everyone wanted to hear, but at least I just, I just think he should have owned it. He should have said he comes out oh. like close to saying I own it. I'm not perfect. But then he but then he bet it's like, okay, you're not perfect. Come on. I'm waiting. Here it comes. And then he then he says, but why is your way the right way? And the guy asked him point blank, do you regret how you handle things at the post-game press conference? No, I don't. That ain't owning it. That ain't maturing and realizing that there was a better way. That, yeah, Cam, sometimes at 26, what you think is the right way may not be. There might be a better way. This league was paved by guys that had to do what you did and had to learn the hard way. Why are you trying to recreate it? You know, hey, when you're on the field, it's a whole different discussion. Do you, bruh? There are certain things that were already established. It was already established. And the haters are flying around, man. Why are you giving them food? Of course they are. <laughs> yes, of course they are. Yeah, you give them ammo. You guys Why? were waiting. You guys were waiting one time. No, you were. Oh, you were. I all, predicted hey, listen, it. Most people were. No, 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 no. no. I, listen, I sat here all season and tried to tell you guys he didn't change. Everyone wanted to buy into some narrative that wasn't there. No, he, I, I said it from the jump. I've been very consistent on this. He's not – he hasn't I changed. Mean, he matures me, a player. That's the only difference. To, He's a player me, on the field. Sorry, to me, it doesn't matter what, which side of the fence you were on. It looked disappointing. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter whether you – whether you think he matured or whether you think he didn't mature, after a game like that, it looks really disappointing for you to want to for you to call yourself the leader of the team, for you to want to be an icon, and this is how you respond when you are when you are at your when you are at the bottom of the barrel versus when you're at the top. It just doesn't look good. I don't care which side of it, which side of it, whether you yeah. hate on him or not, it just doesn't look good. It doesn't look good, but everyone's talking about leadership. I haven't heard any of his teammates come out and bash Cam Newton. Not one. You're not going to hear his teammates come out of that. Why would they do that? Why, because why he's the leader of the team. That's not, that's not the point. I mean, we don't, we don't know. We don't know how he handled it with his teammates behind closed doors is all I'm saying. And I think that, you know, he's had bad episodes in the past, as some may characterize, and Again, we we don't know how he handled it. Teammates. Yeah, I, I know that's what I'm saying. We don't know. Yeah, but don't but say don't say that we don't know. It's to imply that he handled it well behind closed doors. We yeah. don't. Know. I'm simply saying we've never ever heard a teammate ever speak out against Cam Newton as a football player or a leader. Okay, but you're not you're, you're not going to hear his teammate speak out against the quarterback who's playing and his ability. <laughs> I, there's no, you're not there's, not, there's not past teammates, so this is the first time for past teammates, previous teammates to come out and be like, oh, yeah, Cam, you know, he, he was always a dickhead when he lost. Are you kidding me? This is a, like an opportune time for Vultures to come out and absolutely just spread their wings and take a shit on him. But 
I haven't, all I'm saying is I haven't heard that from any of his past teammates, and this, this is certainly the podium and the opportunity for all of them or any of them, past, present, whatever, to do so. I'm why sure. Would you don't any of your, why would you talk bad about any of your teammates at, at, at the podium? I'm talking, not, about even, I'm, talking about previous, I'm talking about previous teammates that, that, were, that played for them. He's been there for four years. Uh, I'm just saying it's, it's I don't know. Uh, for no, no one is how, common, how common is it for players? First of all, it is rare for a player on the roster to come out and yeah. bash their team, okay, their their starting quarterback. That you just yeah. that, that's usually, it's okay. so, usually it's a unanimous usually so, unanimous source. Right. It's an anonymous, right, right. Uh anonymous. Um and, yeah. and 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 but someone who used to play for the Panthers um coming out and saying something I guess that could happen. But generally speaking, you know it, it doesn't happen. You hear players coming out more against coaching. You know, that's what you hear. You don't really hear them talking much about players, each other. They don't because they are, they, it's a brotherhood. It's a fraternity. It, it happens, but not often. So I don't know if that's the right measuring stick. And, and I think that the problem is, I, you know, hey, great if the players love them. They should love them. He, he, he led them to 17-2. Um, and two. They should love them. You know, he put a lot of money in their pockets. He should love them. You know, they got to play three more games, and, you know, he, they should love him, regardless of how he acts at the post-game press conference. That's fine, but that's not the point. <laughs> that's not the point. The point is there's a standard set that he is choosing, has chosen not to follow. And if he wants to continue his legacy, continue on his path to either remain or obtain, depending on who you ask, some think he's already face of the league. Some think he's are almost there. Um, he can't do this. This, this is not. This, you, do you not? Do you not realize that for two days, this is what we've been talking about in the media, right? Um, the guy had a great yeah. MVP year, but he took the attention off of his great MVP year and made it about three minutes after the game. How how smart is that? It's not. It's stupid. You took you did that to yourself. We should be sitting here. We've been talking now for about twenty five minutes or so on this topic. We ain't even gotten to the game yet. And that's not just us. Every single sports show that's been on the air for two days, the top story is reaction to Cam Newton. Everybody's being asked. I heard Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson don't play football. <laughs> Magic Johnson was asked about it. Everybody's being asked. Cam Newton, who wants the attention, I don't want to hear anybody say he don't. Oh, yeah, he does. And the attention is about his post-game three-minute press conference, not about his, his incredible season. That's his fault. He did that to himself. And if he wants the attention back on the field where it belongs or his great community work or his giving balls uh, to, to kids, then he don't need to act this way. And if he did act this way, the easy thing would have been to come right out, first and foremost, listen, I had a couple of days to think about it. Hey, I don't know how many of you have lost the Super Bowl, <laughs> you know, a little joke, 
But, man, that was the hardest thing I've ever had to go through in my life. I won a junior college. I won a uh, Division One. I. I won, um, you know, I, I'm national champion. I'm here in the Super Bowl, MVP. I'm not used to losing. I don't handle losing well. Clearly, I showed that. I'm, I'm working on it, though. I'm trying to grow and mature as a person and as an athlete and as a leader of this team and, and as, as a top person here in the league, and I know that's something I got to work on. I didn't mean to act that way, but I got caught up in the moment. And, hey, it didn't help to hear homeboy bragging about how they shut me down. But that's okay. That's okay. So next year. And then, then roll. Roll right into what's going to happen next year. Roll right into it. We got Benjamin coming back. We keeping our team intact as much as possible. Boom, boom, boom. I expect us to be right back here next year. You know? I, man, I would have been right here on this show saying, I, I, I'm a Cam Newton fan. <laughs> I would have been the first one talking about I'm a Cam Newton fan. But I'm not right now. I'm not. He, he lost me. He had me coming. I'm lost. And he got a lot to do to hey. get me back. And, and he don't need to have Do you think any me. of this – so so me ask this, because you, we, we, uh, we we discussed earlier how he was close to kind of saying that. Do you think that he's feeling that way but doesn't want to concede that only because the way he has been maybe characterized by the media leading up to the game and – and democratize at times. I mean, I'm just gonna I'm gonna say this. I saw his father on first take last week, um, mm-hmm. and I you know his father. Some, some of the things his father said made sense. Some of them didn't. But I could see. I could definitely see. That's Cam's father. There's no doubt about it. Cam is his father's son. There's no doubt about it. Okay. Um, one of the things his father said was kind of interesting. That at the end of the season. He sits with Cam, and they go through the season, and he kind of picks out the areas that Cam could have improved, talks to him about it, and, and, and works with him to improve those areas. So maybe Cecil Sr. will see this, sit down with his son, and say, son, that was not a good look. And maybe at some point Cam comes back a week, a month, a few months, and says, you know, just want everybody to know I didn't handle that as well as I could have, and uh, I, I'm owning it. Maybe, but right now, he 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 just he he's he's stuck on doing it his way, and he is a um, non-apologetic non-conformist in a situation where sometimes you got to conform. In short, just, they just call that stubborn. There you go, and and I will say this. Some of it is the age, too. Some of it is the age. You know, but, you know. Also the age. Yeah. I, and you know, I, I, good. I mean, my, 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 one, my one last point I'll say when T mentioned something about standard, honestly, this is the standard he set for himself. This is the standard he set for himself. We didn't set the standards for him. It's the position. It's, it's, it's everything he did leading up to this. It's everything he does in the community. He talks about being the leader. This is a standard he sets for himself. He live up to it in every single aspect. That's all. Yep. Yep. And, and, and I'll say this, and it's been said many times, you know, if you're going to stand up there and smile and dib and dab and say, well, if you don't want me to dance, then stop me. Well, they stopped you, bruh. Okay. You know, if you're going to stand up there and be braggadocious like that, defiant like that, when you win, then it is incumbent upon you to take it on the chin when you lose. You invited it. 
You said, you don't want me to dance? Stop me. Well, they stopped you. Cold. <laughs> in your tracks. The score doesn't reflect the beat down in that game. The score doesn't even reflect it. Carolina got beat down. Just, you know, that, 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 it, 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 you know, um, we know Peyton Manning better retire, by the way. Uh, I'm sorry, Peyton. I love you. Um, yes. <laughs> but, but you better retire. 141 yards passing. Yeah, you, you're done. You know, it, it, I, I, Peyton Manning five years ago, you know, you know, we're probably looking at a 38 to 10 game or worse. Okay. Um, but before we talk about Peyton and all that, I, I want to conclude on, on Cam. So I do want to segue into the other Cam Newton situation. K-Star started to touch on it, but I wanted to focus on the press conference first because I've been, I've been waiting for two days to jump on that press conference. Ooh, boy. Um, I still feel like I can go. I can talk about that another half an hour. I really can. I'm so, I'm so irate about it, but let's move on. Um, K-Star, you started to talk about a, a situation of playing a game where you were disappointed. Would you like to elaborate? Elaborate? Uh, yeah, okay. So as far as anything Ken Newton uh, has done, um, the most disappointment I've ever been with him was, was watching on Sunday when he basically let uh, a fumble uh, go through the wayside and not really fight for the ball, um, almost to the point where I felt like because he did get hit so much, like it, almost like he was pouting or something because he got roughed up, like he really did. So for, for him to not go after the ball uh, in late in the fourth quarter when the game was on the line, really, that's what stood out to me. That was the most offensive thing. Um, for me to see as a Cam Newton apologist and fan and everything else, that that sucked. That was not that was um, that was amateur, man. That was bad. Uh, I feel like like that. That's what I think people should get worked up about because that is something where it truly affects your teammates. Like the, the post game co- press conference, yeah, they got to answer it. I mean, but something like this, like where, where you can see the effort not being there on it, on a fumble in the Fucking Super Bowl, excuse my language of all of all times when the game is on the line, like that that by far and away is the most offensive thing I've seen from him. Um I can't defend that. So now, that now yeah, just, that was just, bad. I, I didn't get it on this clip. Um I literally uploaded this clip five minutes before the show, so I didn't even get to hear it. But Cam also explained, um and, and we gonna we gonna deal with this one too, but he pretty much uh didn't wanna risk injury. Said that the, the way the position that his leg was in, that he that it was not in the right position to allow him to jump in without risking injury, and he then proceeded to say, um, "Yeah, I fumbled, but we that is not the, the loss, the cause of the, 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 the why, why we lost the game." He then proceeded to say, "You guys getting on me because you don't think I made an effort to recover a fumble? What about when quarterbacks throw interceptions and the guys running the back and the quarterback makes no attempt to make the tackle? Would you guys say anything about that?" This is Cam talking now. This is Cam defending why he didn't, why he didn't go yeah. after. And and see, the problem here, K Star, is yeah, it's two separate incidences, but it just it's all one man. It's one dude. It's the same person not owning. His mistake, his bad decision, you know, he made a snap second decision. Hey, man, later on, I mean, there's video floating around of Drew Brees when he was with the Chargers diving for a ball and his leg getting ripped behind his head. That was that serious um, shoulder injury he had that he ended up getting had surgery on, was out, and ended up getting, um, ended up going over to uh, New Orleans and, and, um, 
Philip Rivers became their quarterback. But, you know, and there's video of that, you know. Um, so so that that's Cam's <sighs> apology. And I, and I get it. I agree with you. I'm personally more irritated at the news conference because – I, I, because he did this crap before, and I was hoping he grew out of it. And then to see the same dude all over again yeah. just blew my mind. As far right. as the fumble goes, oh, absolutely, that's egregious. Absolutely, absolutely. But he that's played awesome. like garbage that this whole game. He played like uh, garbage. I don't think he played like garbage. I think he Denver played like garbage. Rendered him, rendered him into well, what it was. Well, did you watch his passes? Dude threw for 40. Yeah, he had some. He had, so, as far as Cam's play in the field in the game, outside of that play, he certainly it wasn't – obviously, it was definitely not his best game. It was clearly his worst of the season. Garbage. However, he had, a, he, he had no help whatsoever from his receivers at all, which shouldn't have been too surprising in hindsight given the nature of who they are as a talent-efficient group relative to the uh, Broncos' cornerbacks uh, and everything. But, man, he had – no help. They couldn't even run a content. They couldn't even run the read option because he had Fozzie Whitaker fumbling all over the place. It was rough. It's garbage. Stop it. Garbage. Yes, he got no help too. We play like garbage. I'm looking at. It, I'm watching the game with my brother, and we both said at the same time, nerves. Um, but the nerves never went away. Shit, that's pass rush, man. <laughs> We, I mean, we saw what they did to Brady uh, as well. I mean, I, you know, it's it's really easy to to hate on Cam. But I mean, the thing is, that's just Denver's defense. Not, he, we got to give it up for them. We got to give it up. There were times when he was by himself in the pocket and had a good clean that, shot at the throw and just sailed over. That's nerves. That that's what nerves. happens, man. That's what but, we saw but, Brady do the same thing at times too. It was the first quarter though, and he had a clean look. I know it was. I think it was either second or third pass. And he was wide open, missed him. That's when I looked at T. I said, "He's a nurse. That's what it is. He's got the jitters. He has the jitters, and he because never was able to come back or recover from that. And then yes, the Denver pass rush did get to him, no question about it. But he had the jitters to start. But and, and, and no help and, from the refs. Absolutely, no no help from the refs or from his teammates. Yeah. I, oh. I, 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 well, I don't know if the refs needed to give him help. He didn't play well. You know, I think no, again. But, I, again he goes into the biggest game of his career, arrogant, cocky. Okay, that's Cam. I got no problem with that. I got no problem with that. Doesn't perform. Doesn't own it. Now, you played in the national championship game. Televised, you know, big big game. Heisman Trophy winner and all that. I get it. But there's nothing like playing in the Super Bowl. I truly believe he underestimated the size of the stage that he was going to step up to. And and I and I believe the omniscient one called that too. I do believe that I said last Tuesday, the biggest difference is going to be Peyton's been there before, Cam has not been there before. Cam's a better right now, Cam is a better quarterback than Peyton Man. There's no there's no there's no you can't come on man. You know, Peyton's thirty nine and he's he's done. He needs to retire, okay? Cam's a better quarterback right now. But he didn't play like that. He didn't play like the better quarterback. He played uncertain, unsure. Some of it was the Denver pass rush, there's no doubt about it. But there were times that he had a clean pocket. 
and he was missing players. And yes, his team gave him no help. There was four drops. Four Woo. drops by the Panthers. Okay. Um, but you know, you, you you were the number one offense in the NFL with these same guys all year. Number one. So you can't now say the team let me down. Well, maybe they did, but what did you do the other 17 wins? You figured it out. You did something. You know? Yeah, well. Beat Seattle twice with the same court. Denver posted this uh, yesterday on Facebook. I mean, Denver allowed only one 300-yard passer. It was Big Ben all year. I mean, they just absolutely demolished course, quarterbacks so throughout the entire season. So well, I mean, it's true. It's, it's a fact. I mean, yeah, you know, good, good for Ben. But I mean, it's true though. That, to, seriously, I want to give credit to the Denver's defense. That defense is, I mean, we we talked a little about it last week. But what they did to Brady a couple of weeks ago was just I've never seen Brady get hit like that. Like that was Giants level type Super Bowl stuff. And yeah, then I'm not week, not giving. De- I'm not. Listen, I'm not taking credit away from Denver. I'm going back to my theme of the night is you get up there and say. Uh, you know, if you don't want me to dance, stop me. Well, they stopped you. They stopped you cold. You couldn't handle them. They were better than you. Okay, point blank. So we should talk. We should we should talk about them. Is what I'm saying though too. Yeah, but 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 the reason that we can talk about everybody. Okay, it's the Super Bowl. But what I'm saying is is that you invited the scrutiny, you invited the spotlight, and then you 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 shrunk like a wee wee in cold weather in the spotlight. Okay. And you didn't own up to it. And I wish he had. Because he didn't play well. You can say the rest missed calls. I don't know. I, I do think the one call that was missed was the crotchery, crotchery, whatever. That catch. That yeah. was a catch. That was a oh, catch. That was, that was play later. That, that yeah. really should be the theme of the night because here we go again talking about a, a catch that wasn't a catch on the biggest stage with the, what's supposed to be the best referees the NFL has, and we're, we're back to square one all over again. That that was disgusting and despicable, to say the least. Absolutely. Yeah, and if, if, Cam, if Cam had nerves, that certainly didn't help because I believe the next play is the sack fumble for a touchdown, which ended up being pretty much the biggest play of the game. Right. I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Train, you're kind of quiet over there. I think you were driving at one point. You with us? Yeah, I'm still I'm still with you guys, man. I'm still tripping on you saying um um draw it up like um we were in cold weather. That's just, <laughs> I, I mean, I know I know people heard that. I was just like, wow, okay. <laughs> I just kept going though, didn't it? Wasn't that smooth? Yeah, I just kept on. I knew. Yeah, I knew it was yeah. <laughs> Um, what do you think about Cam and the fumble? Do you think he it was that the right call? Did he make a business decision or did he mess it up? I'm gonna be real with you. I think he did make a business decision. Oh. His own mind. That was hey. He at, at, at that at that split second, he valued the remainder of his career versus that one moment in the Super Bowl. Now, was it the right move? Probably not. When I look at it, I honestly think he had a chance to get it without taking a big hit. Um. But uh, yeah, to answer your question, yeah, he he made a business decision. Might mm-hmm. not have been the best for the team, but it was his own business decision. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> yeah, I think I mean, everybody. I mean, 
But K Star, you know, I just I, I wanna I wanna I'm intrigued by this because don't you see don't you see look at just just take a minute and think about it. This your guy, right? This your man, this your this your brother right here, okay? It's your boy. Okay. We talked about him throughout the season. We talked about uh, you know, a time where I thought he was being a poor sport. You kind of didn't have a problem with it. I told him all this dibbing and dabbing. While I don't mind it, it's going to come back and bite him in the butt. I told you that. I said, these guys ain't going to be sitting around and let you do jump shots and dibbing and dabbing. It's going to come and get you. I don't care. I only care that you're doing it with 10 minutes to go in the game. I thought that was a bit much. Let the game end and then, or do it after you score, fine. But team photos 10 minutes before the game is over, yeah, that's too much. Okay? And I said it. We, we had this, we hashed this out all year about Cam. And you defended him, and it's okay, and he's, having, he's just having fun, and this is who he is. And I said, okay, let's see how he is when he has to face adversity. Because. Let's see if he's over all that old crap. And then the game comes. It's bigger than he expected. My opinion, he didn't say it. I'm saying it was bigger than he expected based on the performance, not taking anything away from Denver, but looking at the high passes and all of that. Um, him getting sacked. I mean, Cam is a load to bring down. Them boys were taking him down one shot, okay? Cam's a load, and he was going down easily, all right? No dabbing, no dibbing, <laughs> no Superman. Twenty four ten loss. You don't you don't go to the post game press conference with the right attitude. You cut it short. You hide in the hoodie the whole time. You cut it short. You get it out of there. Two days later, you're unapologetic. Do you not see a pattern here that has to change if this guy wants to be the heir apparent? This game could have been win or lose. It still could have been a passing of the baton. You know. I'm proud of him that he went and sought out Peyton Manning at the end of the game and and congratulated him and I, I, absolutely that bingo. which was genuine I, I, absolutely I give him credit for that we know Peyton Manning didn't do that with Drew Brees Peyton however owned up to it right away gave an excuse I think it was lame but he gave an excuse and he didn't call Drew Brees and called Sean Payton and apologized. Said, hey, you know, congratulations. Here's why I did what I did, but nothing against you guys, okay? But so we, we know that there are cases in NFL history where people don't shake hands. and they, We get it. He went and shook hands. Went and sought him out and shook hands. That's great. That's what you – that's exactly like, okay, guess Cam. And then after that, you, you, you go back and you melt down. There's a pattern here. He's got he's got to grasp the fact, you know, the, the the lack of throwing your body in there, man, for your team. You know, it's all tied in together, bro. It's all tied together. You want to celebrate and party and do all that stuff when you're winning. Well, when you're facing adversity, where you at? Because I saw Josh Norman out there trying to ball. I saw Kukli, Keekly, whatever his name is, trying to ball. Fucking, what's his name? The running back got hurt, came back gimping, got a touchdown. Trying to ball, Ron Rivera stood up. That man, I, I trained. I gotta tell you, I got, I have a new level of respect for Ron Rivera. That's my guy. I like Ron Rivera. I was on the fence all season about him because I thought he allowed Cam a little too much latitude. But you know what? I got no, I got no bone to pick with, with Ron Rivera. I think he's a great coach. I think he, he he's a gentleman and a scholar. This dude, I mean, you know, he got, he gets it. He was interviewed. He said the things he needed to say. He didn't throw his quarterback under the bus. 
but he said what he needed to say. I got nothing but respect for Ron Rivera. Clearly, he's definitely a, a Ditka student. Um, although Ditka mm-hmm. didn't always say, although Ditka didn't always say the right things. But that's another conversation we do. We go there another time. <laughs> anyway, all right. I just I'm irritated because I expect I really wanted Cam to embrace this, even in a loss. And this could have been a coronation of the next big thing. You know, Brady's got a couple more years, and he's all done. I mean, who who's bigger? You know, um, Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees. I mean, you know, who knows? I mean, they're still great quarterbacks. But right now, Cam, man, I mean, you had to take that, grab it. And I, I think he hurt himself. Let's see what happens. He can recover from it if he makes the right decisions. He can recover from it. Will he? Still very young. I don't know. Let's talk about Peyton Manning. Um, you know, he, he I mean, he won, okay? And let's give credit where credit is due. Um, you know, he was brought in last game of the season um, when the Steelers uh, – I'm sorry, not Steelers. The Patriots had lost, and a Denver win gives them home field. And roughly halfway through the third quarter, they brought him in off the bench. And his – presence and his leadership has propelled this team they didn't lose again they have not lost since he came in week 17 he he, he won that game he won the divisional game he won his conference game he won super bowl now we can say the defense the defense the defense and that's a valid that's a valid point but he scored enough points kept that defense moving uh that offense move moving did enough to allow them to get that win and I can't say enough about how at 39 years old, I mean, let's take a minute and look at some of these things. You know, statistics and numbers aside, the first quarterback to win a Super Bowl with two different teams, the first quarterback to go to four Super Bowls with four different head coaches. I mean, that's not that that's you got to at some point you got to look at Peyton and say, damn, you know. So I just want to take a minute and just say that, um, I mean, he, he, we, we've got to start talking about him as one of the greatest ever. When you look at the complete oh. body of work, he's got he's to gotta be mentioned in that conversation. I don't know that we've always done that. We've always talked about Brady. We've talked about, um, you know, Joe Montana. Um, yep. But I, I think Manning now has to be included in that conversation. He doesn't have four Super Bowl wins like those guys do. But, man, when you look at the complete body of work, I just don't think you can deny him being in that discussion. That's how I feel. That's my opinion. Anybody disagree? No, I thought he was in that discussion prior to um, yeah, just because he's been all along. So this, this, is, this is not news to me. I had him there already. Yeah, I, I'd agree. I've always thought I've always thought me I've, I've watched him for most of his season, and he's he's been you know regardless of playoffs victories or Super Bowl wins, he's always been there. And this is probably the first time he's been with a team that's defense as great as that, and he and he wasn't even the old paid man that we normally watch. And like you said earlier, Keith, had he been that guy? Whew. Mm. This would have been real bad. <laughs> it wouldn't have been nowhere near the most. 
the only thing I feel bad about is that he didn't have stronger defenses in his heyday because yeah. who knows what would happen. Um, if, if Indianapolis had stronger defenses back when in the uh, you know, early to mid-2000s, he, he might have another Super Bowl ring or two. We never know, but it's just when you look back in retrospect, if he had that, he, he may have some more rings. He, he's just that good. Or that great, mm. I should say. Mm. Yeah, he's He's definitely top five all time. Um, the one other Super Bowl he did win, uh, he did get really good defensive play uh, during that postseason with Bob Sanders when he was an absolute ferocious animal and a game changer. And, um, yeah, Peyton, uh, I watched him for a very long time. I mean, I live here in Indianapolis, so I saw you know, I saw a lot of him up close and personal. And he uh, – the most – the thing about Peyton that will stick out to me is just um, – his pre-snap work is just so awesome, and, and the way he can manipulate a defense uh, and really put him on their heels when he's not even doing anything. He's just calling out, you know, um, audibles that aren't even audibles, you know, and just being that kind of uh, just mind, you know, the mind manipulator from the quarterback position and, and being so, so such a surgeon and, and professional and everything else. Um, it's yeah, we we don't talk about him enough as one of the greatest of all time, but clearly he is up there. Um, you know, he's not Brady, but at the end of the day, he is in any other era the best quarterback. You know, within that era, arguably. So, he did, yeah, he's he awesome. A lot of the knock on it because of the fact that his postseason record uh, prior to this year, I think, was under five hundred. So I know that yeah. has a lot of detractors throwing that out in his face, but. Uh, I don't think that's completely fair when you look at the total body of work. It's the total body of work that counts. Yeah. When you're that great, people are going to nitpick. So, I mean, when you're talking about, like, you know, top five, you know, top ten type stuff, you know, people want to, you know, try to find some skeleton, <clears throat> skeletons in your closet and, and in your resume. And um, I'm not going to say Peyton is without fault for a lot of playoff losses. I've seen a few of them. Uh, however, he wasn't. You know, I mean, he he didn't get enough credit though too when when they did win and when they did win Super Bowl and when they were going to the Super Bowls and you know just being consistently great and making Indianapolis a, re- uh, a relevant NFL franchise when they didn't have anything to work with until he got there. You know, um, Marshall Falk was awesome, sure, but they weren't winning. You know, and, and Peyton changed the whole complexion of the city and everything else, and he did the same thing with Denver. You know, he went out there and he won Super Bowl, and they were you know still. Talk about Jake Plummer being the best quarterback they had, you know, for for quite a while up until him. So he is absolutely um, just one of the best of all time. So that leads me to the next thing. Anybody on this call think that Peyton should play one more year? No. No. I mean, he doesn't have any zip on the ball. He can mentally, he could. If this was if this was only a mental game, nothing more, nothing less that he could play for eternity, seemingly. But this game is, is a physical game, and he does not have the physical skills to compete at the level where he wants to compete. I think it would be best for him to retire now. Retire as a champ, do like Elway did, do like Jerome Bettis, because you only get that chance seemingly once in, in a generation. Uh, take that now and go. Uh, he, he's had a great career. How did how that song go? If you want to ride, <laughs> why the white hawk 
on up out the league, bro. You on top. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't take another snap. Go to another training. None of that. OT who? Yeah. There's no volunteer workout here. Yeah, and I, you know, and I, I think that, you know, people that retire, a lot of times they feel like they can still play, but it's the off season stuff the conditioning and the workouts and all these stuff you have to do in the off season so that you can come into training camp in decent shape um, that a lot of the guys just don't want to do that grind, you know, um, you know, we don't see that part of it. You know, we, we, you know, we, we shut off our football radars till free agency draft. And then, you know, you start getting into June, you start talking about OTAs and training camp. Um, but, these guys, you know, other than having surgeries and maybe taking a couple of weeks to let their body heal up and rest, I mean, by March, they're pretty much back in the gym, back working with a personal trainer of, of some type, um, you know, get, get, keeping their bodies in shape, ready to get, get, get really getting their bodies ready for next season. Some of the quarterbacks, you know, you know, by April, they're throwing passes. You know, they're throwing passes. They're, they're meeting their wide receivers out somewhere. You know, they, they can't do it at the team facility. There's some rules against that, but they can they can go in a parking lot somewhere and throw passes. Some of these guys do try to get their timing down and all of that and work on things that didn't work in the last. So, I mean, and I think a lot of times, you know, you've been playing 18, 19 years, 20 years. That's the part that you're like, man, I don't want to do that. You know, if I could just jump to September and play, let's go. But that off-season stuff. So I hope he retires. I I can't. You know, there, there's there is no better scenario to retire. Um, you know, Elway. Um, I believe he won two in a row and then went out. Um, but those were his only two. Peyton, you've got two. You've been to four. Um, you know, I, I think it's time for him to pass the baton to Brock and see what Brock can do. And, um, and you know, and he's got to say, he's got to think about his long-term health. You know, he's got to think about that. You know, one hit away. So I hope he retires. Tribute to the league. Hope he retires. Um, um, you know, there was one other storyline that came out of the game. I, I don't know that I even want to get into it. I, I don't know. It just it's so disturbing. Um. You know, a lot of discussion about Beyonce's halftime outfit and political statement, political statement she made, and yeah, you know, there's, wow. there's yeah, a lot of discussion about I that. Heard about um, that. You haven't heard about that? I said, I think I did hear about that. Yeah, um, I have no idea what's, what's going on. There's a there's well it's 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 all over the internet if you just search it. Um there's a uh, sheriff out in Milwaukee County named David Clark. He's a brother and um well let me rephrase that. He's a black man. Um and he came out and he said <laughs> Yeah, I said it. What? Um I won't be going to Milwaukee County, but that's for damn sure. But anyway, um he said, Beyonce coming out in those Black Panther-type uniforms, would that be acceptable if a white band came out in hoods and white sheets in the same sort of fashion? We would be appalled and outraged. Um, first and foremost, I, I, yeah, this, this, what the fuck? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and, and for the record, this was reported on Fox Business. 
just 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 putting it out there. Uh, but you know, people. First of all, Beyonce could come out in a white sheet, and I wouldn't care because the, the, the woman is fine. Okay, she's fine. Okay, I don't really care what she's wearing. I, I saw it. I didn't even. It didn't even. I didn't even care what she was wearing. To be honest with you, it didn't even click in my mind. But that's what everyone's saying. She hasn't said anything. Um, it did dawn on me that this could also be the 50th anniversary of the Black Panther Party. They did start somewhere in the late 60s. Um, so she could have been doing it. They did start in Oakland. The Super Bowl was near Oakland. So it could have been to some sort of um, subtle tribute or so what? Um, you know, just just five seconds on the difference between the Black Panthers and the KKK, because to even put them in the same conversation is just is, is insulting. Um, uh, the Black Panther, oh yeah, they did start in 1966, so that could be why she did it. Uh, the, the, the Black Panthers produced militant self-defense of minority communities against the U.S. government and fought to establish revolutionary socialism through mass organizing and community-based programs. Okay? That's, that's Black Panthers. Okay? KKK is uh, uh, an advocate, extremist, reactionary organization. Um, the current events such as white supremacy, white nationalism, and anti-immigration historically expressed through terrorism aimed at groups or individuals whom they opposed. Okay? I, I don't even see the comparison. I don't even see the similarity. I think it's ridiculous. I think it's stupid. Let the lady come out and sing and dance and shake and shake that body and do her thing. Okay? I, I don't. I don't. I don't get it. I don't understand. I, I, I. It's just. You know. It just. I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. So, I'm moving on. Lady Gaga was better. Better than Beyonce. Oh yeah. Mm. She killed it. That was a great. She, I mean, I didn't have a song Beyonce by the way. Well, okay. So how you say that? You didn't see Beyonce perform, so no, 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 no. So I didn't have, I didn't have a, uh, a problem with it. All I was saying was that um, that that, uh, that uh, national not, anthem was awesome. Yeah, it was good, but you can't compare the two. It's two different. You know, it's it's. You don't think you don't think Beyonce could kill that national anthem too? Just saying. She's all right. She's all right. Okay. Like saying, comparing apples to oranges. Anyway, yeah. I like yeah, the dance yeah. off between her and Bruno Mars. I thought that was pretty damn cool. Yeah, it was really yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah that was, that was, that was cool. Why was yeah. Bruno Mars back so soon, though? Because uh, he's popular. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my God. I, I don't know. I don't know. He's, I didn't, probably, I put he's, it, not, he's not ripping off clothing. That's, hey. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, but, hey, you know, I thought it was a good halftime show. Um, I, you know, it was fine, and it, to me, to me, the halftime show is interfering with the fo- with the football game. I'm ready for second half, so come on, let's go. You know what I mean? Like I, you know, it's not relevant to me. To be honest with you, it really isn't. Um, so any other takeaways before we get to a couple of other items? Any other takeaways anybody wants to mention about the Super Bowl? Um, Denver, Carolina, Peyton, Cam, uh, any other? Takeaways. You know, I, I would like to say I, I don't. I know it's probably been said, you know, on, on TV somewhere, but I, I have. I didn't hear it tonight. You know, we know Peyton Manning didn't throw. He didn't throw for a lot of yards, but honestly, he did the one. 
he did the one main thing you needed to get, you needed to do against Carolina defense, and that was not turn over the ball much. I think he had one, was it one, inter- was it one interception? Yeah. Yeah, also a fumble. Interception and a fumble. Yeah. Interception and a fumble, which, of course, what's name did a good defense and not letting them capitalize too much off of, but that defense had been known to generate a facet of turnovers. Carolina's defense played awesome, by the way. I mean, they did, I mean, they, 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 did, they pretty much did the best they could. I mean, it was still a yeah, good game. Yeah. Well, Carolina's defense was I wouldn't say they played awesome. I think awesome would describe Denver's defense. They played very well. They played well enough to give Cam and the offense a chance to win that yeah, game. They, they, did, they did their job. They I definitely mean, did their job, but the offense didn't didn't – they didn't put any points up. They didn't do enough. I gave up, like, what, 10, 13, 13 points and held the Broncos, like, 1 at, one at 13. Yeah, 1 yeah one of 13 at third downs. I mean, they were yeah. – they, were, they, they, awesome. they, they um, played well. But the problem was – there's, there's two problems overall. One, Carolina is constantly turning the ball over. But, two, Carolina also had a ton of penalties against them, especially in the second half. And I don't think Denver had any any penalties against them in that second half. Now, when you're trying to do something on either side of the football and you're getting penalized, you're not doing yourself any favors. And being that it's the Super Bowl, the margin for error is extremely small. So anytime mm-hmm. you rack up seven penalties against you in one half, not the whole game, just one half, that's a bit of a doomsday for you. And that's what occurred uh, in that game in particular. Hmm. You know, and, I, and I'll just say this. A lot of pundits are saying that Carolina will be back, Cam will be back. Um, we don't think this will be his last Super Bowl. Blah blah blah. Well, you know, <laughs> this league. How can you? How can you say that? You don't know. You know. Exactly. You know, and I mean, you know, I think, you know, you can't assume that this is free agency. There's contracts. Things happen. Look at Lashawn McCoy today. What the hell's going on with him now? You know, you, you just you don't know. You know, you just yeah. you just don't know. You know, you just don't know. So you can't assume that this team. I mean, you know, you think Seattle's going to lay down and not come back ready to go next year? Um, Jordy Nelson comes back ready to play. Green Bay's going to be right there. Dallas coming off a 12 and 4 year and then falling flat on their face. Coming back, Romo healthy, Des Bryant healthy. You don't think they're gonna be there? You know, Tampa man, had a coming back to Chicago, man. Watch out for the Bears, dude. Keep keep going. Keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some team in Chicago, but um, Tampa Bay. <laughs> Tampa Bay made a surge. You know, they made a coach change. Made a surge. Tampa Bay might be there. You know, you got. I mean, there's just so much, so many unknowns. You know, what about in New York? What if uh, they get their full complement of wide receivers next year for the first time? You know, Reuben Randall, Odell Beckham, and then uh, uh, Victor Cruz actually plays. Who knows? So, I mean, you can't just assume, well, they'll be back. I agree. We don't know. I agree. I'm very confident that they'll, you know, make their way back here eventually. But, yeah, uh, if there's anything I've learned, just, you know, um, even as a Steelers fan over the last six or so years, uh, you, you never really know. I mean, we, people could always assume they're going to be back, but, I mean, it took a while for us to win a playoff game again finally. And, you know, like you guys said with Marino, we've heard that narrative before. No, no one ever knows. It's tough to get there. 
I mean, Peyton, you know, he went to four, but like four in 19 years. I mean, Breeze has been a one. I mean, there's no given. I think the Panthers absolutely will be a contender next year. Uh, shout out to Kelvin Benjamin. He'll be a big uh, return. But, yeah, I absolutely agree. As big as a can fan mind, I can't even sit here and say, oh, they'll, it's a given to be back. No one knows, man. It's tough. It is. And that goes back to my earlier comments about having to embrace this moment now because you don't know. You can sit there and say you'll be back. Hey, good luck. But every team's gunning for it next year, and let's let's yeah. roll. You know, and it's hard yeah. at Seattle. It's hard to get back to the big game and, and win. It's hard, okay, you know. So um, we'll see what happens. But um, let's not just – let's not, you know, as Bill Parcells very eloquently said, let's put away the anointing oils here. Got a lot of football left to play. The dude's 26 years old. He has a lot of potential to have to be to be a lot of things. Um, but I just hope he matures and gets his head on straight because right now it ain't it ain't on straight. I hope he does. If he can get his head right to match his talent, man, that dude is, could be unstoppable. I honestly hope Ron Rivera just kind of get, gets a hold of him and just get this brother to understand, you know what I'm saying, you, you can – you can be successful, go through adversity, and still keep it together. I mean, his head coach knows how to. So yeah, I, I really I hope he, he he gets he gets a hold of him, man. He, he can, the camp can go along. I mean, when you said it earlier, T, he had everything almost like the all the NFL in the palm of his hand. He he, he kind of does because we haven't seen anything like this dude. You know, so it's like. Man, if you can just get it together, man, it, it's it's amazing. And you know what? And, and I, I hate to go there, but I'm going to go there, Train. Something you said triggered this. I'll be brief. I'll try to be brief. But, I, I, you know, K-Star always gives me a hard time for being so hard on Cam. K-Star, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, um, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be real for a minute. I'm going to be 100 for a minute, okay? You know, I'm 48 years old. Okay, I'm going to be 49 this year, Okay. And I have seen a lot of football. I've seen a lot of sports. I've seen a lot in life at my age. Okay, and we have never in in the NFL, maybe in sports. I mean, Jordan certainly is in this discussion, but Jordan chose not to be this level of an icon. Tiger was one. Tiger chose not to be this level of icon. We finally have an athlete with all the God-given talents of any quarterback we've ever seen. He's got the arm. He can run. He, he's smart. He's got charisma. He's good-looking. He's got the smile. You know, he's a champion. He's a winner for, for all people. But I'm speaking for a minute as a black man in the black community. Yeah. Absolutely. Has somebody that they can look up to that that your kids and your kids' kids and the little boys and girls can look at him and they can say, "I want to be like that guy right there i I like what he's all about, you know he's singing, he's dancing, he's having a good time, and that's why I'm so hard on him because I also want them to see character and integrity when he's losing or when he's – I don't want to see him on the sideline with a towel hanging over his head like a spoiled brat. I don't want to see him on the podium with a hoodie on high – like, not that the hoodie's – I don't give a crap about the hoodie. It's what it represented. It looked like he was trying to hide behind the hoodie. That's what it looked like, you know, instead of just being out there with your chest out and taking it like a man. You know, this guy can be this guy that we have not had. We just have not had. 
and he could be that guy. Michael didn't want that level of responsibility. He didn't. Tiger didn't want it. Those were two super-duper star athletes. They didn't want it. Well, here's a guy that can, can do it. And he's right now he's missing the mark a bit. He's missing it. And that's why I'm so hard on him. That's really it. That's right there. I want to see him 100% embrace this and do the right thing. So because he's a because he's an African American, that's why. That's really what it's about. It, it, I, it, it, I don't, it's it's it's, well, it's I'm not it, trying to trivialize by the way. I just I'm just I just Listen, it's it's I mean, something that it's something that I don't don't know that you can understand being not being. No, no, no. That's why I'm not trying to trivialize it. By the way, I'm just but, saying, like I'm just. But think why I'm so hard on him is because he has to be that person, and he is choosing not to be. But he could be. Yeah. And when he's winning, he wants to be. When he's winning, he wants to be that person. But when he's losing, I'm a sore loser. I'm this, I'm that. No, no, you still need to be that same person. And he's not. That's my problem. Train, you feeling me? Uh, absolutely. And I kind of, I kind of figured that to be the case all year when you talked about Cam Newton. You know what I'm saying? Because it's we lack in 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 case the army out. If you can understand where we're coming from, we lack positive role models in the black community. So here's one on one of the biggest stages that, that you can be on. Right. Show show our show our young men that through adversity, I can still be a leader. I can still I can still be strong. I can still be like you say, Cam. I can still be that guy. It looks bad. I, I, yeah, I get that. I get that. I, I it, yeah. it just looks bad. I, I guess um, one, one thing I will say though too is, yeah, I mean, I, I, I get that, but there also are, um, for the record, a lot of just young kids in general who look up to him. Uh, True. No matter, no matter race. I mean, he, yeah, he. I think sometimes he may forget he does have a huge um, fan base that you know our actually extends way. Way past any of our ages, and goes down to younger generation, um, but, well but, beyond but, our but, years. But but listen, I appreciate what you're saying, but here's the difference. You know, when you go into the low income neighborhoods, it's easier to take a young black kid and say, "Look at this guy on TV that looks like me," and say, "I want to be like him." Okay, they're not going to do that with Drew Brees or or Peyton Manning because he don't look like me. There's a there's a picture when Barack Obama got in the office and there's a little black kid and he went and touched his hair and he said, mommy, his hair is just like mine. And you can see the picture on the internet because guess what? Now we can tell little black, little black men and little boys and girls, you you can be president when they couldn't say that before because it had never happened. You could, but what validity did you have when it never happened? Now it happened. Well, now we have a quarterback who is right on the cusp of being the face of the NFL. We have never had a black – we've had quarterbacks be the face of the NFL. We've had black superstar athletes in the NFL. 
but we have never had a black quarterback who is considered the leader of the team. We all agree that when you look at the leader of the team, it's the quarterback. So now we've got a black quarterback leader of the team. And this guy is about to be, if he isn't already, the face of the NFL. MVP? What? Are you kidding me? 17-2 and two in the Super Bowl? What? You know, $100 million contract, dancing like we dance. Hey, I know that dance. I do that dance, right? Like all the things that we can embrace. And then he just stumbles a little bit there. He just falls a little short. And that's what I want. I don't. I, I. I. Heck, that ain't what I want. That's what we need. And I hope he embraces that. His father seems like one that would be sensitive to that, and may sit him down and say this very thing to him. I wish I could, frankly, seriously. I wish I could sit him down, and just say, "Let me talk to you from another angle." Who did you admire growing up? Who were your idols growing up? Well, now you're in that position. You're the idol now. You're the one on people's walls and, and the big heads and the, the jerseys, and you're that guy now all over the world. What are you going to do about it? You're going to go to the next post, post-game press conference looking like you just lost your best friend, or are you going to step up and be a man, show some character, <clears throat> take the loss like 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 you should take a loss? What you going to do? That's what I want to see. So right. why do you, what do you think about Russell Wilson then? Like, Why do you think he doesn't get any of this attraction whatsoever? I guess from in this in this aspect, Russell because Wilson doesn't have Cam Newton. He, yeah, he doesn't have Cam Newton's char- uh, um, charisma. It's charisma, yeah. He's star not, power, yeah. He doesn't have that star power. He wasn't a Heisman Trophy winner in college, national champion in college. You know, he's a different guy. Great, you know, yeah. good, good, good quarterback in in NFL and African American Super Bowl champion. But he don't have that. He don't have. You're right. I think that's a great term, star power. Cam Newton is a star. I man. mean, I mean, it, it didn't really come out the way did. I mean, but oh, let's work it back a little bit because uh, Wilson started off at NC State, then transferred to to Wisconsin, got drafted mm-hmm. in the third round. Nobody had a lot of of thoughts in regards to how he was going to turn out as a pro. With with Cam, he goes from Florida, transfers to Auburn, wins a national championship, first overall pick in the draft. I mean. The, the sky, well, the ball was set so high for Cam that you can't compare it to it. It's an apples and oranges comparison. People expected great things from Cam. Not everybody expected great things from, from Wilson because he didn't have the accolades coming in the way Cam did. I mean, I'll even keep it more simple than that. And just listen to them when they talk. And um, and and and. In, in case you, in case you never been in the black in the black hood, when Cam oh, Newton talks, I'm just I'm just saying, I know, I'm just saying, when when Cam talks, he 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 sounds like a brother that's from the hood, not Russell Wilson, he just doesn't, and there's nothing wrong with that, but I'm just saying that's why he attracts so many, right. That's why the that's why his charisma is like so up there. It's just the amount of people we you know that are drawn to him because of because of who because of how, who he is. You know, I got into it on Facebook with uh, Vince. You guys know Vince. Jay doesn't know him, but Vince. Oh uh, yeah, uh, yeah. 
Uh, Vince got his Madden start in the EAFL. I know he's been out on a tournament scene a little bit, but he he got his he got his start in the EAFL. I've known Vince. Vince was just getting into high school when Vince joined the EAFL, and um, Vince was defending Cam in the news conference, and he was saying that it was a race thing and that, you know, he don't have to do what white America wants him to do, you know. And, you know, it's that age because Vince is in his early 20s, you know, and it's the age. And I didn't even bother because I had Vince in my league for a number of years, and he's a good young man, but he was one. He was he was, he was was Cam in the EAFL. The train will tell you, you know, how many times Vince would quit and come back. Vince's brother, younger than him, joined the league, lost, got spanked, quit, didn't want to come back. You know, I, I know who he is. I mean, I'm assuming he's a little bit more mature now, but when he was younger, that's who he was. You know, and the thing about it is that activity is okay if you don't have a role model to sit down and teach you. Um, that's not how it's supposed to be. And a lot of these, a lot of these inner city communities, there's no black father figure there. So their role models become either drug dealers or somebody they see on television. So Cam has an opportunity to be a huge, huge role model all over the country, if not all over the world. And all I'm asking is, is you take that seriously and stop thinking that you could set your own agenda. No, the agenda's already set, bruh. You know? Give, give. This is what I want to see when people talk about giving back. It, it, this is what we need. You have the ability to deliver it. Are you going to do better than Jordan? Are you going to do better than Tiger? I think you can, but are you going to do it? Time will tell. I hope he does. I sincerely, if he does, I will be the first one to come on this show and commend him. And give him his praise. I will be. I will do it without provocation if he can show it. So, uh, a couple of other items. T.O. did not make the Hall of Fame. Marvin Harrison did. My conclusion is is that the the uh, nominating committee, the, the 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 people that did the voting, were afraid that if they didn't put Harrison in, that something might happen to them. Um, so. <laughs> So, <laughs> I'm, I'm half serious, actually, guys. I'm, I mean, y'all know. No, I know, I know. I mean, I mean, we heard you know, him call last week. He, he seemed pretty serious with the way he well, you know, well, you know, it, I yeah, forgot, yeah. but but the guy, the, the guy that was supposed to testify against Harrison, did get shot in a in a gun in a you know in a in a gun down there. He got shot and killed. So, I mean, you know, Harrison's never been charged. So. Um, I just want to say this, and we can move on. I said it last week, and it's a shame. Um, there's no doubt that T.O. should have been a first ballot Hall of Famer. And it, and to me, the integrity, I mean, the the thing, to, the only thing I heard this week worse than this is that Donald Trump was nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize. I nearly I nearly lost it and had to go to the bathroom and throw up when I heard that. Um <laughs> Yeah, T.O. Um, should be in the Hall of Fame. And I really think T.O. is going to be on first take tomorrow. And he put out a, a tweet about questioning the integrity of the process. And I truly believe they need to relook at the process. You've got pro football sports writers voting. 
Why? Not former players, not Hall of Fame members, not coaches. You got sports writers deciding who is in the Hall of Fame. I just think that there's something wrong here. So if 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 I'm Charles Haley, the only the only player in NFL history with five is it, is it just rings, is it just sports writers? It's not anyone else. It's sports writers, and then it's 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 delegates that I looked it up today. Thirty three sports writers, and then uh, thirteen delegates that are part of the Pro Football Sports Writers Association. So, <laughs> That's it. I so think those if, 13 delegates are like former players, maybe. But they're tied to the um, the writers' association, so they have some connection to the sports writers. And my and my problem with this is if you're Charles Haley, who was lukewarm, but you're the only guy with five Super Bowl rings, how many years did it take him to get in? I mean, seriously. Now here we go with T.O. because he was another one that was lukewarm with the press. So how many years is it going to take him to get in? Um, but let's put Marvin Harrison and let's put, you know, um, I mean, I, I, I mean, I don't even know. You know, I, I don't have a big issue. Eddie DeBarlo Jr., good. Uh, Coach Tony Dungy, okay. Kevin Green, eh, I don't know. Um, Brett Favre? I, I, uh, Brett Favre, oh, yeah. yeah. That's, that's easy. Oh, yeah. Um, but Kevin I think Marvin Harrison still Marvin Harrison's still a good pick. I mean, they're both Hall of Famers at the end of the day. Yeah, I think Marvin Harrison's a good pick, but not over T.O. You know, right now you put him in over T.O. I got a problem with that. If they both went in, okay. If T.O. Yeah, went in this year, I, I think, Marvin went in next year, okay. But over T.O.? Yeah, no, absolutely not. Orlando Pace, yep, absolutely. Kenny oh, yeah. Stapler, um, okay. I mean. You know, um, and then there's some guard, Dick Stanfield. I don't even know who the heck he is. So there's your Hall of Fame, um, but no T.O. So I, I just it's it's a joke. It's a complete joke. Hey, by the way, Kyle, I was this earlier. You know, you give Cam a lot of crap, but I mean, you you've always been T.O.'s biggest defender, and I just find it to be interesting. Why? Because you know, a lot, a lot of the biggest problems he had even before this game. But Cam was his celebratory ways, and and it just it, with T.O. it was um, I don't know. It seems like he had had no issues with it. But with Cam, there was issues for it or with it rather. Oh, uh, uh, let with me the pre, with the let game. Me, hold on, let, can I be your lawyer for a second, T? Go ahead. If you don't mind. Sure. Okay. I I I I think the you you bring up the celebratory. T has stated on several occasions. I think I might have lost count. He never has a problem with Cam celebrating in the end zone or anything of that nature. Same thing that T.O. did. Its only issue was celebrating before the clock says zero 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 or within a reasonable time where you know you're about to take a knee or the other team has zero chance. Not with damn near a whole quarter left. That's the only thing I ever hear she complain about when it comes to celebration. And T.O. has never walked away from the media. He ever. stood in front of me to win and lost. He, he, he did all his interviews. They simply did not like who he was. That's all. 
That's what this boils down and, to. And, 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 and let, me add, let me add one other thing. You think T.O. wasn't diving for that fumble that Cam Newton didn't dive for? You think T.O. would oh, not dive for that ball? Oh, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You could say a lot Wait. of things about T.O., but on the field, you ain't one thing you can say about T.O. on the field. You can't yeah, even say I'm, about Randy Moss, who many people put ahead of T.O., and oh, yeah. say he's the first ballot Hall of Famer. But how many? But Randy Moss admitted when he was in Oakland not playing 100%. You ain't never seen T.O. take a playoff. Fifteen years yeah, in the NFL, I, I, never took a playoff. No, I, I'm just saying though. I hear a lot of the same. A lot of, the, a lot of people who, who bash Cam are also a lot of people who bash T.O. And um, I just think it's a little. I mean, they're they're not too much different in my opinion. Mostly, and, and uh, they both have their narcissistic tendencies. Obviously, it's clear as day. Well, I don't have a problem with being a narcissist, but remember, you're comparing a starting quarterback to a um, starting wide receiver. Two different positions. You you can't even, you know, I'm sorry, but, you know, uh, T.O. played on teams with Tony Romo and Steve Young and Donovan McNabb. Those guys were the leaders of those teams, not T.O. So, you know, Cam is the leader of that team. So, there is a higher expectation for the quarterback on any team. I don't care who your wide receiver is, that quarterback. I mean, Jerry Rice, right? But who did he play with? Joe Montana. <laughs> you know? So, I mean, there, there there's always going to be higher expectations on a quarterback. I don't see them as the same at all. Um, I T.O. celebrated. I loved his celebrations. I love Chad Ochocinco's celebration. I love Billy White Shoes Johnson's celebrations. I had no problem with celebrations. I do have a problem with his poor sportsmanship. When T.O. was in San Francisco and in Philadelphia and he went to the star, oh, yeah, I had a problem with that because that was poor sportsmanship. Okay. Okay, that's good I enough. I had no idea. How, I was actually about to ask you how you felt about that. Cause I was, no, I didn't like that at all because that was poor sportsmanship. Like, there's no reason. Uh, that's fair. That, you know? That's fair. So. All right. All right. Um, hey, hey, I, I just have to laugh about this one, and then, then I think we got one more, and then we're gonna get out of here. But um, Eli, Eli Manning in the booth. Oh <laughs> man! <laughs> wow, yeah. <laughs> oh God! To any, to any of the fans out there that don't know what I'm talking about, Google it. Um, but it's really clear, and Eli came out and explained it, but I don't buy it. Um, pretty much the game was over. And it was pretty much, you know, you know, you knew Denver was going to win and you see his brother there, you see his mother, you see, you know, everybody's and Eli just has this. And there's a lot of captions like when you realize you're no longer the favorite son or, uh, you know, <laughs> when you realize you have to work tomorrow. Uh, yeah. The, we really to going to work on Monday after the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? A lot of captions out there, but the look on his face was priceless, even though it just looked like Eli, but there was no smile. There was no, you know, and and, and honestly, I'm like, yeah, that's his brother, but Eli's a giant. I mean, how happy is he? You know, it's like you, you get, I mean, I don't know. I, I have a brother. I love my brother to death, but if we both play pro football or pro basketball, like I'd be torn, man. You win in the title and I'm not. I don't know. I don't. I, I. I gotta be honest. I don't know how much I could. I don't know. Man. I, I, don't. I don't think he was like that though. I don't think he was, Eli's just a goofy guy. Yeah, you gotta look at he's that. He's an picture. awkward guy. 
Yeah, no, no, I know. I've seen it. It's great. <laughs> I think he's just in general the looking awkward kind of guy. Yeah, he looked. He looked. He looked like he wasn't happy. <laughs> Damn. Nah, he he got too, he got too there's not too many. There's not too many excitable Eli faces I've ever seen. He got two Super Bowls too. Damn. <laughs> um. Anyway, all right. MVP, um, so the MVPs too. It's kind of crazy when they're announcing the Super Bowl MVPs, and I was like, God damn, he won two MVPs. Yeah, there was someone missing in the MVP lineup. Somebody was conspicuous by his absence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mr. Ben? Mr. Ben, there was never a Super Bowl MVP? Oh, you know, hey, by the way, uh, don't get me started on that, because he should have won Super Bowl MVP of that game once Antonio Holmes did. That was okay. ridiculous. I've just, you know, I, I you know, actually, actually, I went on this little soliloquy when they were announcing Super Bowl MVPs because as much as I love Antonio Holmes, like man, come, it's a big band was the real MVP of that for the Steelers that game, but you know, oh well. Every yeah. time you have me ready to fully indoctrinate Big Ben into the Four Horsemen, and we may need to bring in a new Fourth Horseman with Peyton hopefully retiring, and I'm looking at Big Ben as that guy. So I watched the, the, the all the MVPs. I watched Tom Brady walk out there with his three MVPs. I watched Aaron Rodgers walk out there, Peyton Manning sitting in the locker room with his, and I'm like, you know, Drew Brees come walking out there with his MVP. And, and honest to God, no joke, I'm waiting to see Ben come walking out there. He got two rings. I'm like, well, I know Ben won one of those. He was MVP, wasn't he? He, he, he should have won the second one. He really should have. Okay, I'm just saying. I, well, I really do think he, there was a media bias slanted towards him at that time, though, as well, because he was, um, yeah, he was not okay. in his best stage back then. Okay. All right. Um, Marshawn Lynch has announced that he's hanging up, which is awfully odd um, considering that, you know, one year ago the controversy was, I'm just here cause, so I don't get fined, dog. Uh, yes, sir, I'm just here so I don't get fined. Yeah, I'm just here so I don't get fined. Um, plays one more year, and now he's hanging it up. Anybody got fine. You don't get fined, man. I mean, <laughs> the best way not to get fined. I'm just here so I can get paid. <laughs> and then leave. I just wonder if with the with the CTE scandal, the movie concussion that came out that I still have to go see, um, you know, Calvin Johnson retiring, you know, Antoine Randall at 36 talking about yes. how he can walk down the steps. I'm just wondering if this is impacting these guys' decisions. I hear that Marshawn Lynch made like fifty million dollars and pretty much has forty nine million in the bank. Like the dude is like frugal; he doesn't spend money. <laughs> you know, which hats off to the brother. Hats off to him, man. That's great. Um, I'm just wondering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit, he's zero miles to his all. That's amazing. But he, yeah, I totally Yeah, I totally believe that to be the case. I think it has something to do with it. Yeah, because I mean you got you got you got um our boy Megatron at thirty. I mean, come on man. You know, I don't know if he's leaving any money on the table, but you're young enough to get another good you you know, you're good enough and young enough. I don't know if he was about to be a free. I don't. I didn't look up his contract status. But. No, he wasn't. He's still under contract, and they wanted. They would have. Another they would have tried to restructure because he was he was going to get there. He was this is this is now his base pay. His base pay was uh, around 
um, sixteen million or so, something like that. It was it was big, but they they would they would have tried to restructure uh, his contract. Yeah, and they probably would have tried but, uh, to lock him up for another three years. You know, they probably would have mm-hmm. tried to get him till he's about thirty four. You know, gave him another, gave him some guaranteed money, stretched all that money out over four years, saved his salary cap, and locked him down till he retired at what mm-hmm. it would have made since age. Same thing with Marshawn Lynch. Now, Marshawn Lynch, we know he was about to be a free agent, if I remember correctly. Um, and there was a lot of talk that they were they weren't going to resign him, that Rawls was going to be the guy. But he would have got a job. I mean, and he would have got a nice contract wherever he went, assuming he was healthy. So. You know, in this day and age where these guys try to make that money, I, I'm starting to think that their health and their long-term quality of life is really playing a role in decisions to retire. Um, you know, we yeah. saw this with, with uh, some players out in San Francisco, if I remember, right after Harbaugh left, retiring young. One guy was 20-something years old, came out and said, I'm all done, and he cited health. Like, I just, you know. I, I footballs are very even with the rule changes, even with them trying to make the game safer, so to speak. Still a violent game, you know. Um, Check out the movie, man. It'll it'll it'll, it'll at least help you a little bit. It'll at least what you what? I'll say it'll at least give you a little bit more insight. Okay, all right. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna definitely gonna check it out. Um, all right, let's see. Peyton, Cam, Marshawn, Tio, Eli, Beyonce. Yeah, I think we covered about everything. Um, God, any, other, any other thoughts? Any other thoughts or comments? Um, I, I, I'm. We're gonna play this week by week. Um, it's tough to to say we're not gonna do another show until it's tough. To, you know, um, I understand as we're in the off season. Um, you know, availability of my host may be varied. What I'm thinking of doing is t- uh, putting the show on the shelf for a few weeks and seeing what happens in NFL and maybe pointing the fans to our – there is a Madden Voice YouTube page. I have It hasn't really been very active, but um, certainly can do videos, one, two-minute videos on what's going on. Certainly welcome any of my co-hosts to do their own one- or two-minute video with their thoughts and comments and upload it. Um, you know, or, or send it to me and I'll upload it to the Madden Voice channel or we'll figure that out. But you're certainly all welcome to do that. Um, but maybe there's a way to table the shows just for a little while, give us a little bit of a break, and um, maybe take some advantage of some social media and to kind of keep in touch with what's going on. Because as I said at the outset, football now really is a 12-month sport. It really is. The, the, the news cycle is constant and continuous. The, you know, LaShawn McCoy, you know, what's going to happen with that? NFL is still investigating Peyton Manning and the HGH thing. We heard Roger Goodell say at the Super Bowl that they're investigating. Uh, we don't. Peyton Manning may or may not retire. Um, you know, it, it just uh, Riley Cooper was just released from the Eagles today. Is he going to find another team? This is the guy who was recorded – with the racial epithet uh, a couple seasons ago, you know, there's just, there's, there's still stories with meat on the bone. And um, while we may table the shows for a few weeks, maybe come back, uh, let's see what, what free agency and all that is. And uh, um, maybe come back and do a show in March. But I, I think what we should try to do is use social media to keep in touch, to keep the Madden voice fans 
engaged to what we're doing and really pull you into what we're thinking about. Um, maybe maybe it's Twitter, maybe it's uh, YouTube, maybe it's the Facebook page. But let's play with that over the next few weeks. And that'll give us a little bit of a break. I love the show, and I'm pretty sure my co-hosts love the show. But, uh, you know, it is a weekly grind every week to be here and do this. And, um, you know, take a little time off and regroup a little bit and, um, you know, actually do something else on Tuesday night for a few weeks. So. Yeah. Um, but I do want to say this one thing and then I'll open it up to my co-host. Um, you know, we're, we're going to try to change things up a bit for the next series of shows. And I'm not exactly sure how just yet, but I feel that we've done this the same way for a long time. And it's time for a fresh approach. It's time for something new from the Madden voice. Um, I think we've got a good core group of hosts here, but I think so I don't think that's going to change. But um, I just think how, something else has to. How we do what we do, I, I want to change, and I'm going to think about it. I'm going to pick these guys' brains and come up with something. But we we want to we want to just just as we want to rebrand. <laughs> That's the best way I can describe it. Want to rebrand for next season, make it make it a new show with the same authentic content but a new delivery style. And see how y'all like that. So that's what I'm going to be thinking a lot about over the next several months. So it'll stay this format whatever shows we do right up, you know, until we get till we get rolling again. So um so with that, uh Dr. Train, any any final thoughts, comments, anything you want to say? Oh man, um, not much. Got got a lot going on over these next over this next month. Yes, you um, do. <laughs> and maybe I have news for y'all the next time we actually come on air. Um, but uh, no, enjoy the football season. I mean, it really was it really was a great season despite my my team having a losing record. I still like the fact that we were actually a competitive team, so the games were uh, a little bit more bearable to watch. Uh, so hope John Fox can get us over that hump uh, next year to be, you know what I'm saying, some kind of playoff contender fighting for the division because um, just like our, I mean, like all the other divisions are starting to become, it's, it's starting to be a dogfight towards, towards the end of the season. You only have one or two teams that really stand out outside of that. Everyone's fighting. So I'm loving that as far as football as a total. So other than that, man, uh, talk to you guys in a few weeks. All right. K-Star, any thoughts, final comments, final words? Yeah, I love you guys, first and foremost. I really do mean that. Uh, You guys are awesome co-hosts. You guys are good and awesome dudes just in general. Um, Consider you guys friends as well. So definitely love doing the show with you guys. Also, um, you know, just 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 have fun talking football. That was a great season. It was a long season, but it was also a short season because it always is. That's just how it operates. And uh, looking forward to the off season, but also looking forward to to, to whatever new changes. Um, maybe bona fide or bona front will make a comeback. Mm. Probably needs to happen. Probably needs to happen. I should I should have been more uh, on that. But anyway, you guys are great. Um, obviously, we'll, be, we'll all be in touch soon. Sounds good. And uh, my brother, my brother from the same mother, JB, final thoughts, final yes, comments, sir. any last words? 
I, I'm definitely a fan of bona fide bona front. So uh, I'll co-sign with you on that case, Star. Um, real quick, give a, a, a quick shout-out to Coach O'Brien of Houston, Texas, as I told my brother on the way back to Atlanta from visiting. Having to run into him at the airport, uh, and then actually got a chance to sit in front of him. Uh, introduced, but had a, a brief chat. I didn't want to talk to him too much because I could tell he was trying to lay low. But he seemed like a pretty cool guy, no nonsense, just like how you see on on TV. So it was good to uh, to meet him, shake hands with him, and, and congratulate him on a good season. And pretty cool guy. Uh, so shout out to him. I'm looking forward to the changes as well. Uh, always looking forward to something new and invigorating. So I, I know. Commission will have something up his sleeves and, and we'll be ready for it. Looking forward to this off season too because as as he also said it it's definitely a twenty four seven type of theme now with the NFL. So it's something to always keep intact and keep in mind and, and keep following. So uh I'm looking forward to seeing what's next. So great show, great season guys. Um uh, I'm I'm blessed and thankful to be a part of it. All right. Sounds good. All right, I am muting you three for my final words, which I will try to be brief, but I usually never am, but I'll try. Um, So you three are muted. Um, First and foremost, um, first thing I want to thank is I want to thank Dr. Train. Um, He is uh, my my longest continuous co-host. And, you know, we we started, you know, the idea of him coming to do this was a phone call because <laughs> we used to talk on the well, now we don't talk on the phone hardly at all. And I'm sure he's over there laughing right now. Um, but we used to talk on the phone all the time. And what we, pretty much all we did was talk football. And I finally said, man, this is too good to leave it on the on the phone. You need to come get on the show with us. Um, Train has been a, a loyal, loyal friend. He commissioned Madden Leagues with me. He, he just was... Um, a man of integrity, a man of character, um, a man of humility. Yeah, yeah I said it. Um, and I'm just thankful to, to have such a good friend um, as part of this, this endeavor at this stage in my life. Um, this is not K-Star's first go-around on the Madden Voice. Um, if, if, if I remember, it might be his third go-around. Um, definitely his second, but this might be his third. Um, and although K-Star and I go at it regularly, um, it is with nothing but love and affection, um, you know, and he is, uh, you know, I still remember the one Madden game I played him where he whooped up on me, but he, but he, but he took it easy on me. Um, <laughs> and, uh, he's one of the nicest guys you ever want to meet. Um, and, and deceptively intelligent, deceptively smart. Um, you know, and I say that as a compliment. He really is a smart guy, and uh, we're very lucky here on the Madden Voice to have to have him. Um, and and it kind of keeps us tied to the Madden community as well, because I know he still gets out there and it stays connected more than I do. So um, it helps us on many levels. So uh, just extending my thank yous and my appreciations to uh, K Star. And uh, man, it's just it, nothing's better than to be able to have m- my brother on the show with me every week. Um, you know, it's it's not the same as having him here in town. It's not the same as being able to get in a car and drive over to his house or him to drive over to mine. Us go down the street to Sliders and grab some wings. Uh, shout out to Sliders, best wings in America, you know, or, or, or go and catch major motion at the gig or some of the things that, you know, we tend to like to do. We can't really do that much now because he lives in Georgia and I live in Connecticut. Um, but at least I know 
during football season and when we get on a roll at least once a week, you know, I've got my brother on here and and as train calls and the voice of reason, um, you, you hear our similarities, but you also hear our glaring differences. And um, which is kind of the way it's been our whole lives, but none but love. Um, but it's just it, 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 it really uh, it really makes it it just adds another layer to have him. So I say all this to thank these three guys. I don't do it enough. But these guys really are, even though you hear me talking a lot, these guys, not me, these guys are the oil behind the show. And without them, we'd have no show. So uh, I am focused on bringing back a higher quality, better show in, in the coming weeks. That's going to be my focus and um, look forward look forward to that. Um, but most importantly, I want to thank the fans, um, you know, whether it's whether it's five of you listening or 5,000 or 50,000, um, the numbers fluctuate, and that's one of the reasons we want to take another look at how we do the show, because I'd like to see those numbers be more consistent. Some shows are bigger than others. Some shows draw more than others. Um, but I, you know what? Whether it's one or a million, you've taken time out of your day to listen to us, whether you're driving, whether you're in the gym working out, or, or sitting at home on your computer, you took time out of your day with all the choices on the internet, with all the choices on TV, you know, you chose the Madden voice to talk to football, listen to football, to entertain you about the sport of, the, of, of professional football. I want to thank you. Appreciate you all out there. And, and I want you to know that we are committed to making the show even bigger and even better so that when you listen to it, you are you have no choice but to go tell somebody. No choice but to go out there and say, y'all got to check out this Madden voice. Because if you notice, everyone that listens, they keep listening. <laughs> so with that, it's not going to be goodbye. It's just going to be so long for now. It's definitely not a goodbye. It's just a so long for now. Going to take a little break. But we will be back. In the meantime, check us out on Twitter. Check us out on Facebook. Check out YouTube. Just search the Madden Voice on YouTube. You'll see the Madden Voice. There's videos up there now. They're old videos. They're not really relevant, but you'll see you'll see some uh, Madden Voice videos. There'll be more to come. Okay. So for Doctor Train, for K Star, for JB, for the Super Bowl champion Denver Broncos. Thank you everybody for a great season. We'll talk to you before you know it. And guess what? This year, Denver Broncos, they settled that feud on the field. Good night, everybody.